Hello, Brisbane. for sports as Brisbane crowds are consistently the league's biggest. North Korea launching an intermediate range missile over Brisbane's new bike hire scheme. What am I going to see in Paris that I can't see in Ashburn? Like at what point is a Highgate Hill? At what point is it South Brisbane or South Bank? You will find the location of where the treasure of Brisbane is hidden, mate. When I arrived, they advised I needed some 4X. Hello and welcome to Unpacking Brisbane. Uh, my co-host, Henry Bretz, um, didn't experience any of the rain over the weekend, so all of his opinions and views on this episode are those of a pure outsider. You didn't live through it, Hen, and that will forever be your great shame. Hello, Joe, and hello, <laughs> hello, listeners. And hello, a very wet, soggy, sad, but defiant and strong Brisbane. Yeah, and to all un-Pakistanis... And and non-un-Pakistanis uh, because we don't uh, we don't t- tend to lend our support on the basis of what podcasts you listen to, but yeah, mate, it's funny. I mean, I know you're making a zany joke to kick us off there. Um, there is a there is a tiny tinge of survivor's guilt. Oh, absolutely. Watching, watch it. Not and su- survivor's guilt is probably a bit strong, but FOMO. Yeah, well, <laughs> FOMO. It's, that, that it's mud so, army FOMO. <laughs> I think I think I have SOMO, which is I'm sadness of missing out. Sadness of missing out. Not yeah. that I missed out on the flood, but that I can't be there to help out. Um, not yeah, that I yeah. would be contributing much anything meaningful. No, uh, but yeah, mate, it's it, it's one of those things. And um, I'll, I'll I'll say this about the world generally, she's having a go. Absolutely, yeah. She's, now, having a, she's having a real go at it at the moment, and I think humans generally are doing very good work, bar some very notable exceptions around the world. Uh, my, I mean, most basic take, but famine, war, flood, it's pretty biblical out there. Um, mm. But as you mentioned, I... Um, famine? Famine, yeah. No, like what? what, we got what famine? Coals, mate. Not yeah, a, bit, a bit sh- hard to get a, a bit hard to get. Not a chicken on the shelves. <laughs> only, only limiting items to two if you want to get chicken breast. Famine. It, it's such a just really brief divergence because um, Woolies Paddington on Monday was pretty much empty. Um, for those for those who are either listening from the future or from the past and have forgotten, uh, this episode is a special on the floods on the 2022 Southeast Queensland floods, and particularly Brisbane. Um, there is more rain predicted for this weekend, so it could end up being a slightly, uh, pres- you know, presumptive special. But anyway, we're talking about the floods. So um, I've never seen panic buying like it, particularly Paddington Woolies Hen is not a big supermarket, so they run out at the best of times, like on a normal Monday. But it was the shelves were deserted on Monday. You know, people thinking finally a little bit of respite from the rain. I'll go shopping. Funnily enough, the only meat you could buy was kangaroo, which is what I buy a lot of the time anyway. It's just, <laughs> it's good to know that people, even in quasi-apocalyptic, you know, will I be stuck in my house situations like, oh, no, I don't want any kangaroo. But the thing... I mean, you, you've been trading for this moment. You're yeah, I'm like, oh, kangaroo sauce, bush tomato kanga bangers, as they're called. I, I don't mind. But it's <laughs> Pardon me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, what are they what, called? They're called bush tomato kanga bangers because they're bangers <laughs> of kanga. <laughs> they're delicious. <laughs> 
what? No other meat feels the need to brand itself <laughs> to in that way. Itself, yeah. Oh, chicky, chicky I don't get a, breasts, I don't, you know, <laughs> it doesn't happen. I don't get a thanks so much. Let's bince some mints. <laughs> um, but no, just the the only thing I was going to say on the on the famine and the flood food shortage front. It's so interesting that when people panic, they buy chicken breasts because I almost can't think of a food that's more sensitive to your fridge shutting off for two hours because you lost power or more sensitive to we need to cook it in an extremely safe, sterilised environment. And Joe Dwyer, that's where I would like to revisit last episode (laughs) where a certain Unpacking Brisbane host has been (laughs) niftly and capably training for a world in which chicken breast cannot be prepared safely. And I've been building my immunity to that raw chicken. And I tried to help you and Jack by by micro-dosing you with a little bit of raw chicken and spreading it. Just just kind of generously putting a little bit of it on a cabinet, on a chopping board, (laughs) spreading that raw chicken around. You know, as tiny bit does. on a knife. No, and and did I get thank you for helping us prepare for the flood? <laughs> thank you for helping us for the famine. No, I got ridicule and scorn. Quite right. Quite right. Scorn. Scorn. <laughs> um, Joe Henry- um, I feel like the first thing we should say as well, Joe Dwyer, uh, friend, brother, and brazier designer. Um, <laughs> the hopefully everyone is okay. Yeah. Earnestly uh, hope you're all right, not just physically, but emotionally and mentally. Yeah. I know that I, know I, don't, we... I don't think your house had to go under the water to be feeling a bit of fatigue from this whole situation. Again, I have to caveat that I am not in Brisbane. No. Um, which again, it, 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 I mean, we touched on what I just said. It's kind of was just a strange. I was listening to the coverage, just rolling coverage of the flood over the weekend. Um, and I mean, we're now in the midst of a heat wave. So it's like at this time of year, there's near drought conditions in the tropical north uh, and the wet season is in the southeast. So it's, yeah. it's almost like, now hear me out, there's some sort of natural, potentially human cause phenomena going on yeah. that is almost. Because I have to, I have to tell you but this. we flooded before, mate. 10 years ago, 11 years ago, we flooded. I, I don't know about <laughs> you, but that, that, that 100 years between this and the last flood went <laughs> pretty fast. That was, they, and they say time flies when you're having fun, yeah, but that was yeah. a quick 100. <laughs> that was an Adam Gilchrist 100. Yeah, if you think about the last 100, took it from the late 1890s to the 70s. Well, 2011 to 22, not a heck of a lot's changed, really. The Bureau comes out and they're like, oh, by the way, when we meant once in 100 years, we meant an Adam Gilchrist, Travis Head 100. These are quick hundreds. These are seriously yeah, fly. <laughs> this is, this is mishearing Ricky Ponting and telling you to go out and don't score quickly. Oh, I thought you said score. The flood goes, I thought you said score quickly. I was going to go get another bloody hundred. I was going to go do another one in 2022. Uh, nope. But yeah, it's, it's, it's all happening, Henry. There's a fair bit of rain about. Um, yeah, a bit of rain about. It's a bit of rain. Uh, uh, it was, you know, it was really hey, funny. Say, say this about water. I'll say this about water. Great to drink. Great with a great with some cold ice oh, as absolutely. opposed to warm ice. Uh, but <laughs> when 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 water when water pissed off, oh, don't don't get in the way. Don't she, cross it. I agree. She will muck around with you. There was a funny dynamic hen during the floods, and and I'm sure a lot of people will agree that on the Saturday night, and you know, rightfully so. So there was still a ton of people like, 
going out to like Mr. Percival's and hitting the bars and stuff. Like Sylvia and I went for dinner at the Alliance Hotel in Spring Hill, had a few beers. We're just like, oh, you know, yeah, we'll stay dry. Like, you know, it's a bit rainy. I reckon in the 12 hours, and I still saw some people on Saturday posting, um, you know, like really nice photos of them not in Brisbane type thing. And I even saw someone who remained nameless have a caption along the lines of, you know, so-and-so better than Brisbane at the moment. Within about 12 hours, as soon as we realised people's homes were like completely being stripped by these torrents of muddy water, the tone in the city just changed so radically waking up on Sunday. It went from a wet weekend to, oh my fucking word, we are in 2011 again. It's 11 years on. And from then on, I haven't seen a single person post a nice photo of them uh, not posting a link of where you can support, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I... And and not being there, but this was just a like a practical thing. Georgia was still in Townsville on Saturday night. Mm. And then Sunday morning, she had an early flight. Like her flight was at 8.30. And even within the time that she was in the air, I feel like the tone shifted. And we, and we said, I was like, I feel like maybe if your flight was at midday, you might not have gone back. 100%. Like either the flight would have been cancelled or it was like, well, what's the point? Now, I mean, her little sister was there, so I'm glad she went home. But it, that you could, it felt like even COVID, it was like there was still like a week where it went from, oh, I probably shouldn't go to the pub and people getting shamed on social media for doing yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, like it was gradual. And then it was like, oh, okay. It was, yeah, it was more gradual. Like, oh, but, and again, not being there, based on listening to radio coverage, looking at Instagram and just general reactions, I think it was like three and a half hours. I agree. Where, Mate, where on, people on were Saturday, like, oh, hang on. Saturday afternoon, I went to study at UQ at St. Lucia, like a place that uh-huh. is now entirely encompassed by floodwaters in every single second. And it's just like, oh, yeah, it's a bit wet, but, you know, I'll bring an umbrella. This sucks a bit. And it just changes. Um, but, Henry, today, look, what we're going to do, we're going to you know, do a quick unpack of the floods. We're going to talk about, I mean, we've already sort of talked about our impressions. Um, but the main thing we're going to focus on is the stories we got in from Unpakistanis. Now, we did a very earnest post asking you to share via email or message or, or a voice memo, you know, really touching Brisbane story. We're not even touching, just something that's happened to you. Um, very few people decided to share in the form of an email or a voice memo. Fortunately, there's a lot, there's a lot of funny one-sentence messages, so we can share those with you. But this is the, the last, last time. the last time you get anything yeah. earnest from us. We, yeah, I agree. we are piss takers and tried to, we tried to give back in the only way we know how, not money or supplies. Yeah. But with a couple of giving you a platform to share a story. Now, a few yeah. people did, and uh, we will share those stories. Um, yeah. We are excited to kind of hand the mic over for a second. Um, but Henry, before but, we get into yeah. that, we, we have something to plug <laughs> that oh. uh, now tickets. This is, all, this is totally awkward. Tickets probably could have gone on sale at a better time, but out of our control. <laughs> but uh, a month from now, we're still going to the bright side with Unpacking Brisbane Live and the Mangroves playing a set that we're calling the Brisbane Spectacular. Now, I think in three weeks' time, that's going to look like, oh, what a masterstroke, Brisbane coming together, the Brisbane Spectacular. Right now, when people are posting links to donate and sign up to the Mud Army, our buy tickets is perhaps tonally shocking. I will say this, mate. 
I'd like to point you to a little gig. You might have heard of it called Live Aid. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I agree. Now, now might not be the most apt of comparisons because Aid, we will be keeping the money. The money. <laughs> Live Aid, but just imagine the money gets split between Bono and David Bowie and Bob Gilder. Now, it's exactly like Live Aid, but the money will in fact go to a few of the artists. Yeah, yeah. Um, but for those of you who, who aren't across it, 1st of April, Brightside, Henry and I are going to do our first live show in, you know, well over a year. If you're a fan of this show, I think Henry and I are at our absolute best live. Um, it'll probably be, you know, one of the first times we've been in the same room for a little while. So there'll be lots of um, crackling erotic energy as well as humorous. And we're going to be unpacking the valley. As you've seen from our Insta stories, we're going to be talking about the stickiest floors, the best late night eats, the history of the valley, all this great gear. And we want to see you there. And there'll be a big, beautiful mangrove set afterwards. So tickets are now on I'll probably, sale. Um, I'll probably tell the drag queen story. Yep. Henry can tell the famous drag queen story. Actually, that'll be a cracker. Um, but yeah, Brisbane Spectacular, Unpacking Brisbane and the Mangroves. Tickets are on sale now. Jump on when you can. It's going to be a lot of fun, but totally understand if it's not the first thing uh, on people's minds at the moment. We've definitely positioned it as something to look forward to. Yep. Just there's uh, been a fair and, bit of rollout around something to look forward to. Buy a ticket though, it'll be fun. And I know, I know it's not the best time to do it. And, you know, it's, it, they are still selling. So I would recommend yes. um, still snapping it up. Uh, you know, obviously if you're pumping water out of a basement or uh, driving a tinny around to escort pets from homes, yeah, Matt, you could, you could, you've probably got permission to leave it a little bit. Mm. Um, but admittedly, but, we, don't, we don't want you to miss out, so... Get in. No, exactly. Um, righto, Hen, should we briefly just talk about uh, some of our impressions and, and particularly I want to talk about 2011 v 2022? Yeah, let's do that. Well, it's a city on a river and don't you ever forget it, kid. Look, I've already really covered my impressions. Um, I, was gonna, I was just going to, before you jump in, I was going to say that sting is uh, more relevant than ever. I don't, I don't oh, think... Oh, uh, yes, yes, yes. That, that, that was unintentional, but how true. I don't, I, I don't think any kid will ever forget that it's a city on no. a river again. I mean, actually, I've, river, I've forgotten really since 2011. I'll say this: let's just let's just briefly compare 2011 and 2022. Um, now, from what I gather on the incredibly academic source of Twitter, it seems like 2011 was largely a Brisbane River-based flood, where the Brisbane River came up to a much higher level because there'd been lots of rainfall in the months leading up, and the dam was almost full anyway. This seems like a really random different thing where just a metric fuck ton of rain fell in like three days. Like that's it basically. And that's the terminology the Bureau of Meteorology yeah, yeah. has been using is a metric fuck ton of rain. Yeah. Um, mate, having, having been through 2011 and remembering it very well, mm. you're, you're quite right in that that was a we had more notice of that coming. Like there yeah, was a situation. We knew that there'd been mismanagement of the water releases at Wyvernhoe. The river was starting to swell, but it was clear weather in the lead up. To yeah. The actual yeah. Bre- in, That's the what everyone's talking banks. about. Like that when was just flooded, all the water it, came the weather down. weather was fine. Yeah. yeah. But, um, but you were dealing with flooding, not just from the river, but just, I suppose, the accumulation of water in, places that were yeah. thought to be safe well, like, mate, like, and, like wilston Newmarket. so you know my parents house wilston nowhere near a creek river or a body of water the downstairs basically got flooded ankle deep because of just literally 
the volume of water that came into the backyard. And I think that's the story for so many people, particularly, you know, on those Brisbane suburbs that you don't expect to flood all of a sudden just deal with it. Now it's a hard one to talk about it because whilst I was here all weekend, my house was completely fine. Mm. So I'm sort of like a bit of a tourist to the worst of it. Cause yeah, it, it was I fine. Mean, that's sort of something I was going to touch on in terms of the tone in 2011. Mm. There was definitely, and, and you could fill me in as to mm. whether this is familiar now uh, in, in Brisbane, but basically like they, there was a bit of a tone from some people of a little bit too much fun. And I was definitely, I was definitely yeah, in yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I was definitely in that of like, oh, we're all mucking in. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's sort of like water, a block party. Yes. Um, th- there was a, the water got to the bottom of my street Yeah, and then d- luckily didn't get up the hill where we were living at the time, but, the suburb flooded and some very close, like our close, close family friends, their house was very badly flooded at Yuronga oh, yeah. area. And so we went there to Ringa or wherever it was. Um, and we went there to help. And then there was definitely like moments where you forgot that this was a natural disaster in that it was just all your mates, everyone who's a kid. Oh, yeah. They're cleaning up, mucking around, jumping about in the mud. And then I remember my girlfriend at the time was there helping at this house as well. And so her entire family came to sleep over at our house because it was like, oh, well, we'll go to their house because it's not flood affected. So literally literally at like 4.30, it was like, all right. That'll do. That's a bit of mud. Uh, can of Coke, everyone. We'll go via Macca's back to our place. And then we all went home and watched Aliens. <laughs> and I just, and I remember, I, I remember probably as a like 14 year old boy, yeah. being like, oh, this is the this best. Is oh, I wish we flooded every year. <laughs> no school, no rowing. Yeah. And th- there was a tone that for the people who were just helping, it yeah. was like forgetting that a lot of people's well, lives I, have been I, completely upended. I wonder if there's anything in that of there's just clearly some people who are enjoying it a little too much. I'm going to throw it out there. I don't think we've had any of that yet. I, my main takeaway, you know, aside from obviously the enormous tragedy that these floods have brought to Brisbane and Southeast Queensland and Northern New South Wales now, it just fucking sucked. Like it did not stop raining. And Which I didn't experience. I didn't no, experience like, the rain like, in 2011. And I reckon, I also reckon because, it, you know, the suffering was probably a little more widely dispersed. I think when the river suburbs flood, not me, I think there is often sometimes in the discourse a little bit of uh, an attitude of, well, righto, rich people, if you want to live along the river, this is what happens. Like, I, like had, that, little- I had that literally said to me. Yeah. A, a few times. Yeah. Whereas... And that is that idea of, well, if you want to live in a big fancy river mansion, then this is what you have coming for you. And it's like, well, that's very much out of step with the reality of Goodner and yeah. large swaths which and, and, and I mean, that's just not the case. And particularly just the inland falling here. I mean, it's never been true. Like you think about the Lockyer Valley getting absolutely smashed to pieces. That wasn't all fucking, you know, rich families in their mansions, but. And and some rich families did get their pools filled in with muddy water. And am I saying that's the saddest part? Yes. (laughs) Now 
Did a couple of tennis courts get covered with mud, leading to a less than ideal surface for your son's hilarious wear all white Wimbledon party? Yeah, mm. that's absolutely heartbreaking. That's the worst news I've ever heard. But <laughs> do you know? Can I can I say this to you, mate? Mm. Do you know that Nathaniel has already rescheduled tennis day because, because of COVID. COVID? Oh, that's devastating. And so so oh. no, so do you, Facebook. Oh, okay. Let's reschedule the event again because it was going to be. I don't even know be, if they let you do that. I don't even know if it's legal. <laughs> do you have to like write to Zuckerberg because say he has to read? So 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 here's what it is. You know what he's got. Open square bracket, postponed. Oh, Close no. square bracket. He might as well just Belimba Wimbledon, oh, Belimbledon, Belimbledon. That's what it. That's what he's calling it, <laughs> Belimbledon. Now, do I think that's excellent? And if anyone's listening with a Brilliant. tennis court in Belimba, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. okay, I think it's a good one. Imagine, imagine winning Belimbledon. Belimbledon. Oh, I can't because the court is covered in mud. Is that the saddest part of this natural disaster? Yes. Yes, I'm used to hard court, grass courts, and clay courts. I'm not used to mud courts, okay? I can't win Belimbledon. Is that Ash! the worst part of this life-destroying flood? <laughs> Ash Barty couldn't win in mud. Mm. Um, she probably could, actually. She probably she, She's that good. But, no, Henry, I'd agree. I reckon the overall vibe... I mean, we're not into the cleanup yet, and there's more rain predicted, so we'll see. But I think the overall vibe has just been, well, this fucking sucks, really hard it sounds like a basic question for you mate like how how heavy was it raining um try and describe it to me because i I wasn't here i've had no rain for yonks i look there probably weren't many moments where i was like this is the heaviest rain i've ever felt in my life but the big thing hen for at least three days it was just pounding except for maybe half an hour each day like that that was the thing it just never ever ever gave up and Would just you call it every- a rain bomb mate I, f- I like the rain bomb terminology because also you go on bomb and you expect oh okay looking at the rain it's moving south it'll move south it just didn't move i didn't realize mm. that rain i assume oh clouds move like there's wind and shit i didn't realize meteorology meteorologically that rain could just stay there for three days. I didn't know that was a thing. No. It is. No. And, like, I love that the Premier just came out and went, let's put all the bullshit weather jargon aside. It was rain Meteorologists, <laughs> while they are doing Shut a up, good nerds. job. They're being nerds, okay? Yeah, and we just call it what it is. It's a rain motherfucking bomb. Yeah. Um. Hen, I think we should say a final word on the Mud Army before we get into the wonderful stories we heard from Unpakistanis all across Brisbane. Yes, sounds very good. Now, the Mud Army has been commissioned again. Now, they were disbanded last time, uh, you know, perhaps not only because uh, the need to clean up the mud was done, but some disturbing reports started to come out in some of the more fringe papers about the um, extracurricular activities of the Mud Army. Um, no, Joe, you're being kind. All members of the Mud Army <laughs> would would dishonourably discharge, <laughs> is what I heard. And I don't want to say discharge because he ate shit. I don't want to say that 
you know, the UN's definition of a war crime is insufficient to prosecute the Mud Army, but they're getting there. Now, this isn't what I wanted to bring up, and this is disturbing if it's true, but what we're hearing is some false flag operations where members of the CARE Army (laughs) are posing as members of the Mud Army as a way of infiltrating their battalions. And now what I would say to those in an already heightened <laughs> nuclear situation, this is the mm. last thing we need. And I don't know who said you and whose army to Palaszczuk, mm. but she woke them up and she the mud army are back yep. and they've got shovels and they are wearing East's footy shorts <laughs> and an old shirt that they are not scared to get muddy. Absolutely. And I think a lot of people I've seen are wearing white shirts and I like that because they're like, I want, I want a souvenir. I want, I I want agree. to, I want to show I'm this. I'm seeing mud. a lot of oversized baggy white t-shirts and there's a part of me that's like the tight rugby shorts oversized white t-shirt maybe tucked in and like gumboots it's a fabulous look are we going to partly style based are we going to give our blessing for unpakistanis to wear the white unpacking yes absolutely absolutely wear it into the flood you can wear it in if you're helping and you bloody good on you if you are helping wear that shirt and go on in because you know a little bit of product placement even in this situation would stick with people can i say something on the mud yeah and we will just say we're goofing around. The Mud Army do an incredible job and you should sign up and volunteer if you're so inclined. What I would like to it see is... It is strange they're called an army. I'd like to see a draft. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I agree. I'd like to, I'd like to see... I'd like per, to see national uh, service. <laughs> compulsory enrolment in the Mud Absolutely. Army. 18 to 60-year-old men have been banned from leaving Brisbane. They will be picking up a shovel and serving in the Mud Army. <laughs> the Mud Army. Uh, hen, um, let's... No, I, I just wanted to quickly yeah. uh, in in the 2011 flood. Yeah, I um we as I mentioned, there was me and my girlfriend at the time, my first proper girlfriend, and we were helping out at at, at her cousin's and my friend's house and our family friends. And yeah, we were all mucking around. It was actually gross. We had to pull all the, uh, I think the insulation or the air conditioning was under their home, so it'd been filled oh, yeah. with mud. So so it's essentially like insulated tunnels of mud that we were kind of yeah. crawling through a little bit. If you've seen a particular scene in Grimsby, it's like that. Um, so we, <laughs> we and I won't go and I won't go to that. That's for Jack Hardy. That's for Jack oh, Hardy and no one alive. Oh, if you want funny. to go go see the Sasha Baron Cohen film Grimsby, go to about 40 minutes in and you'll see what we're talking about. Uh, you'll yeah. you'll never unset. But we're at this and um, we went off to a room to like clean something. Uh, as you do in these situations, and had a had a little bit of a smooch. There's a little bit of a little bit of a make out, and she had worn, as we were discussing, like white shorts. And we go back to the main group. We're all just helping out, you know, continuing to shovel mud out of the home. And then her dad kind of was like, "Oi!" And he was a very nice man. And he was like, "What's all this?" And it was just like on the buttock of her white shorts, just a very large. Mud handprint, um, <laughs> <laughs> literally caught caught brown hand. Caught brown hand. Um, which I only tell that story to prove that I was a legend. What a skinny thin legend you were, right? Let's hear from the treasured Pakistanis and the people 
Uh, dare I say, if you're writing, I don't, I don't assume that we are hearing from the people who suffered the most from this, but we are hearing uh, people with, you know, stories to share about what they've seen over the last few days. We wanted people to say, we, we asked for people saying, when was Brisbane being very Brisbane about this yeah, whole thing? Yeah, what was the most Brisbane because, thing you saw during the floods? Yeah, this isn't, you know. This city six This isn't together. triple O. All right. So we dive into them. This isn't, this isn't the SES. No. You should if you were listening have, to this for yeah, you get 97 episodes. Like, being like, I'm stuck on the roof. You need to come and rescue me now. And I'm like, but we're recording the episode on Wednesday. I, uh, it doesn't really work for me, does it? Got, got uni. Righto, let's get into it. Well, it's a city on a river and don't you ever forget it, kid. All right. First story that I loved because it's just, you know, completely Brisbane. Um, Jamie was saying... He saw Darren Lockyer cleaning up his Rosalie coffee shop with his rig fully out. So I assume Lockyer shorts, no shirt. Um, for those who haven't frequented Darren Lockyer's uh, cafe and a separate wine bar in Rosalie, I think it's Cafe 86 and the wine bar near it, uh, great cup of joe. And apparently he's always around there. But not only was Lockyer cleaning it up totally shirtless with the mums of Paddington and Rosalie going nuts for him, you know, a shovel in one hand and a stubby of gold in the other, I like to think this was at the first sign of sun on Monday. It's so like 8.30 a.m. And he's gone to his... Uh, mate, I think this was on Thursday. I think he heard about <laughs> rainfall and just was getting... I think he's been doing just, it for four days. He's just standing in beautiful, you know, soaking wet rain, dripping off his body. What a ripper. That's hot, man. Yeah. I mean, that's just... That's Darren. And I don't think he was doing that for the practical cleaning elements. Of no, it. no, I think he was, he was doing that solely to motivate Brisbane. Absolutely. That, I and think he did. The, and he did. Uh, Sophia messaged in yep. and said, my apartment ceiling turned into a DIY waterfall. My neighbours somehow avoided this fate and heard me crying, which is embarrassing. I don't think so at all, Sophia. It's okay to cry. <laughs> Good to clarify um, that she said, which is embarrassing, as opposed to you being like, crying, it's embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, that was that. Yeah. That's what, I mean, if we're going to be practical about it, Sophia, like crying didn't help the situation because that's just <laughs> more water, excessive. It? Well, the thing is, you know, how much were you crying? Because maybe it was all the tears that actually <laughs> caused the issue. Well, at my new house, Hen, because the bathroom's so far away and it was raining, I just piss off the front deck and, and that kind of helped. No. I think with your piss and Sophia's tears, uh, that's actually the majority of where the liquids come from. Um, they, lucky I'm not there to sweat. Um, but the neighbours rocked up with buckets, towels, and the nice old couple fed me shepherd's pie, the peak Queensland comfort food, while their kids mopped my floor up for me. Beautiful. Now, I've never heard that's- of a person under the age of 60 cooking nor wanting shepherd's pie. So uh, good on them for an uh, age-appropriate dish. I'm about, to, I'm about to blow your mind. Not only is it one of my favourite meals, I have been known to ask for it on my birthday. It is. My mum does an amazing shepherd's pie. absolutely ludicrous. Okay, but do you at least agree I've never seen a young person cook it? Yes. I, 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 yes. I cannot probably agree with picture I there's not many foodie Instagrams <laughs> cooking a shepherd's pie. What if he was a shepherd? <laughs> And he just and he made would a be pie. having mutton or something. I don't know. I where's doubt. The, where's the, where's, what's the shepherd relation to potato uh, Surely base? it's... Sure, it's not potato. Uh, the potato is the top, not the base. Yeah. Surely it's, I assume, because the fluffy bits of potato at the top kind of look like a sheep's wool. That's a ridiculous In a way. That is outrageous. That's what that I, I kind of love it. 
Because I just, I mean, you know. I thought it was because the first person who had the pie, it was so good. But another bloke who he didn't like was running to get the pie. So one of his mates got in the way <laughs> of that bloke to stop him getting to the pie so his mate could get it. And that was how the term shepherd was born in rugby league. And it was to stop, it was to get a shepherd's <laughs> it was pie. Quite right, quite right. That's uh, what I've heard. Apparently, the name originated as Cottage Pies and uh, can't find out why it's a shepherd. Callum says he met his whole street. Uh, when the neighbor's house went underwater, very sad. Apparently, a neighbor set up a bar table and the whole street drank at it so people didn't drive through the flood. Not saying it's any less tragic, but I think that's where we get close to your 2011 energy you were talking about there, Henry, of, you know, you know, the neighbor just set up a bar for the whole street. That's mental. What does the neighbor the idea. do? <laughs> I love the idea of, like, Saturday, 9am, it's still raining a bit and people are like, this isn't looking good. And a neighbour just like, tequila! Let's, oh, come on, guys! It's tequila, let's tequila do shots. white Ukrainians, okay? White Ukrainians. <laughs> I, I know it's not a good time to be off. suggesting that drink. I know, it, yes. <laughs> come on, let's go. Oh, you know he voiced Paddington Bear. You know he voiced, you know he voiced Paddington Bear, he did. Have a white Ukrainian. Yeah, we're war, around here. War's like Marcus. a TV show. I'm loving Twitter. I'm loving it. Marcus. Put the sandbag down and come have a real bag. I've got one. Do a line, honestly. Do a line. Let's do it. It's it's community. Marcus, grab your sister and tell her (laughs) if she doesn't do a line of cocaine, she's not in the mud army anymore. Quite right. Sandbag, more like the bag. So true. Uh, Logan said... Uh the Lutwood Shopping Centre car park was flooded as usual. Yeah, this really gave me an appreciation of how flooded car parks become. Hen? Hmm. I agree. Um, James wrote in with yep. a great story. He said, I woke up this morning. This is on Sunday. I woke up this morning at 4.30am, running on three hours sleep from a bender at the Rescatter and Casino. <laughs> nice, James. And he's written the Rescatter, which I have to admit, and this is my... Very old age shining through. I've not heard that term. Joe, had you heard the rescatter? Uh, yes, that uh, is the term it was most commonly known by, probably of my generation. Well, last day fucking Did you guys say regretter? Yeah. Yeah, no, rescatter is, is absolutely in the wheelhouse of my age. I think, can I just stand up for my generation? So I think the regretter is cleverer and closer to the I original think word. No, I think it's the exact same amount of cleverness and closeness to the original word. What? Yeah, I mean, how much... You do things you regret at the regatta, but do you, do, do you get scat at the regatta? Is it really a scat venue? Oh, I'm at the walrus bar. No, as in people going... Do, bo, do, people do, do. Do, do, at the walrus bar. <laughs> There's all those, it's all those jazz bands just doing scat stuff. Fuck, I am pretty scat. There's a walrus. Um, mm. Anyway, James then, is at the regatta. James says, still drunk. Keep in mind, he's on three hours sleep. I was called into action to help clear the Tennyson boat shed. Yes, I've, I've been there too. Um, in 2013, which we don't talk about, but there was a near miss flood, oh, uh, right. which everyone, everyone else thought was going to be very bad. And that year, as you can understand, the trauma of 2011 was nowhere near healed. So that was, yeah, quite an excruciating one. And they got all the boats out. Um, as most of the boats were already on trailers, the tinnies and skulls were the main priority. Never in my... what That's, uh, by the way, skull is a single-person rowboat. Um, yep. They do not collect skeletons. And um, it is not the Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Not, not that situation at all. And don't ever say that it is. Um, 
and skulls were the main priority. Never in my wildest dreams did I think I would drive a tinny around Tennyson and get it up to the grandstand, driving over the lower playing fields. We also had one of the coaches go for a quick row on International Oval, a first of terrace rowing. <laughs> so one of the coaches has jumped in a rowboat and rowed around the rugby and cricket fields, which Good man. is very terrace and very cool. Someone um, had to do James, it. James also points out, I was at the Rescata when they were kicking us out at 12. So does that point out that they closed night. Yeah, early so, because of the rain? Yeah. Um, well, yeah, because the regatta floods. At least the car park yeah, does. Um, and it's obviously right on the river. But that's my thing. Like, yeah, like there were a lot of people out on Saturday night and just like, oh, it's a bit wet. This sucks. And just the speed at which it becomes a flood is crazy. Uh, on that on that paddling around vibe, uh, Rockstar Hamish uh, let us know that there was a man in Rosalie kayaking around, helping people evacuate their homes. Uh, very nice. You know what this flood has shown me, Han? I've been meaning to say this. Way more people own kayaks than I thought. I think that's the main takeaway. So much more common than I thought. All these people being like, oh, yeah, it was all right. I just got in my kayak. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? There's a lot of closeted kayakers yeah. and, and I'm not shocked by out. the amount of dinghies. Like, they're around the amount I expect because you kind of have to be on the river or very near to have one. But all these closeted kayakers came out of the kayak. I wonder what it will do for kayak sales in that there'll be people Must who go, go out up. and buy them. Yeah. I reckon they'd go and buy them for because the, they would be like, I felt pretty left out in the next one. I want to oh, be, be the guy kayaking cereal around to families or, right. or whatnot. Too right. What um, else we got? Uh, we had uh, someone who would prepare to go nameless uh, text in. Um, anonymous says, Sherwood is flooded and mate down the end of my road, Jimmy the plumber hopped in his tinny to go and see a mate in Graceville and take some supplies, and the boat got commandeered by the police. They pulled him <laughs> over and said, we uh, need your boat so to check on some residents, and then sat there while Jimmy and his mate rowed them around the neighbourhood. They then offered to drop off a slab for their trouble. Jimmy declined and asked for them to just forget his next misdemeanour instead. How Queensland. <laughs> I fucking love that. So oh, the cops have just jumped on the boat and said, hey, basically we need a lift. <laughs> that That's is tops. Uh, another one I really like, Hen, um, is uh, Captain Carib witnessed a small red car send it into a flooded street, calmly get out and walk away. Just goes insurance fraud. So I think it's just someone <laughs> who probably wanted a new car. Just plunging it into the waters. Take a photo, send the claim. Oh, look, so sorry. Bang, there's my new car without that check engine light anymore. You beauty. There was, um, there was, there was a bit of that in the last one as well. And in especially the 2013 one where people had kind of learned about the extent of the insurance yeah, payouts yeah. that happened, there was a bit of, yeah, I think at the, the rowing shed, there was a bit of, ah, we don't need, we don't need that one anymore. Yeah. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's, let's, let's get a new, let's maybe forget to get rid of that yeah. one. Uh, a little um, speed round. Let's, let's read out the other hits. Great. Uh, we got Nico, as in my housemate, saying Mardo and I dug a trench. So while my two housemates who live downstairs were struggling the whole weekend to keep water from their door and stop the place from overflowing, um, I was at Sylvia's house the entire time. So it was quite funny getting updates of like, no worries, we dug a trench, you know, we finally got through the worst of it. And I'm like, well, I've been safe and dry and watching, watching Sex in the City and Harry Potter the whole time, guys. Still going with Sex in the City? Uh, slowed down a bit uh, just because I'm working more now, but I just think it's one of the best shows ever made. I actually didn't watch it over the weekend. It was a real Harry Potter time. Anyway, 
Jonah Slope said he travelled home from the Gold Coast on the train. He literally watched Orkin Flower go under. Uh, devastating. Oh, wow. Glad he could get a train home because public transport's been canned for the last few days. Hen, I've never seen traffic this bad in Brisbane in my entire life. It takes... Oh, you wouldn't know this. Right now, Inogra Terrace is literally a car park because Milton Road and most of Coro is closed down. It takes about one hour to drive into the city from Paddington at the moment. Um, Hamish actually just messaged unrelatedly and said getting from New Farm to Ashgrove took him an hour and 40 minutes. So not to to say that I've suffered the worst of it, but I did have the thought today driving uh, to the city that across COVID, across floods, across all the, you know, crises, I've been exceptionally lucky. Mm. Literally the thing that's bothered me the most has been the traffic over the last few days. That's been the worst of the last two or three years for me. Dumb question. I assume that. I assume the city cats are not going. Um, no, no. So, so that's the thing. They're not because I know the, the terminals are destroyed. Oh, but they're also, just going. You know, they're just going loose. On, you know, what we haven't touched on is the friggin' crane. Oh, how about the crane? I mean, admittedly, t- the crane stayed tethered. I think the crane was a. I think the crane was a bit of a beat up. I think. Oh, okay. I think. We, I think we all got a bit excited, and if you read more deeply about it, it was like one of the several tethers broke. They had engineers there and assumed it would be fine, but they just cleared it out of an abundance of precaution. Having said that, can you imagine if we'd seen a 4,000-ton crane? It would crush felons and with it, Brisbane's heart and minds. I was going to say, Mr. Percival would not come out well. No, no, he would not. That would, that would be, for, the, for this generation of Brisbaneites, one of the more defining things. Like, I think that would be the thing people talk about. Like, it would be like that great, our Remember that great venue we negative. had? Yeah. yeah. Remember that great wall we, that <laughs> venue be we had that kind of became burned. the place? It, yeah. That's exactly what it would be. Yeah. It would be our equivalent of being like, oh, and, and there'll be like another place called Felons in years from now and we'll be like, that's named after the, the iconic precinct yeah. that was destroyed. Um, holy crap, man. If that, if that had happened, like... That would have really oh. broken people. I am um, because I, I was listening to the coverage. I just can't yeah. tell you how again disorientating it was to be sitting in Townsville hearing evacuate Howard Smith Wolves, yeah. evacuate Howard Smith Wolves on the radio, and I was just like, "What is?" And and I the only time I've evacuated Howard Smith Wolves is when I got kicked out unjustly on my admission day. That right. was not because of a crane, no, but because of. Alcohol consumption. Quite right. Um, Joe, I, I can't get in our Instagram to That's where right. the I'll, people who... I'll speed around the rest of them. Yep. Matty Wecker. Some people found the time and energy to tag the front of my apartment building. Hate that shit. Graffitiing uh, apartments during the floods. Um, say, how does the, it's too wet for graffiti. Yeah, I don't know how the paint's stuck. I wouldn't um, have thought it was a good canvas. Love this one from Sarah. Finding a uh, chonky blue tongue, she says. Probably just a fat one, but no need to make it feel ashamed. <laughs> Okay, that's uh, not body. That's not, not body shamed blue tongue lizard. He just survived a flood, and they get body shamed enough because it's their friggin' name of their species so talking about their tongue. So true. If we were, imagine if our species name was like, oh, um, big nose humans. Oh, we'd be so the, offended the whole time. The blue tongue lizard is. Yeah. Anyway. So Sarah found a blue tongue lizard, a chunky one, stuck in the floorboards, about to drown. So she shimmied him out and saved his life. My favourite story from oh. the fires, Henry, I saw on the ABC. Did you see about the woman who gave CPR to the platypus? 
<laughs> she, found, she found this little washed up and for those of you who don't know the platypus is my favorite animal by a country mile i have in the last three years perennially trying to be in a financial position where i can get a tattoo of one love platypus so much i thought you were gonna say um, a financial position to buy, buy a platypus <laughs> buy a platypus uh sanctuary <laughs> when i say a good financial position i mean like a hundred thousand oh, dollars you know that film we bought a zoo i want to do that but it's we bought a platypus and clo- a platypus we bought a platyposy a group of um, but so this lady came across it and she was like, I thought it was a dead baby duck, but then I realized it was a platypus and it wasn't breathing. I didn't know what to do. So I just did the little two fingered CPR. They tell us to do on babies and it coughed and came to life and went back into the water. So she said, oh, it's so cute. What? She just like did a she little two fingered CPR. Two fingered CPR. Platypus saves life. Love it. Uh, Lockie Glaves, who is in Hobart, I think, says, I have a crush on the well-dressed Auslan presenter in all of Queensland's press releases. Love it. Mm. Um, is he the, I mean, is he talking about the dude in the cool crimson blazers? Who it, does? M- it must be the maroon blazers. Well, I feel um, like we've just outed Lockie Glaves. Well done. And Georgia um, said, my Irish neighbour gave me a headlight, beers, biscuits and tuna. Now he's smoking deck. <laughs> Two questions. What's getting a headline? <laughs> and what is smoking deck? Okay, I could explain both. Because <laughs> I have, I have uh, unique insights into the twisted mind of it's like, Georgia. It's like Charlie and always sunny. I'll be her, I'll be her Auslan interpreter yeah. uh, for our audience. Uh, well, they lost power. They were uh, right, so Georgia, right. that Georgia being in West End was without power for a few days. Popped over to Amy McMahon's office and charged her computer and phone there. Oh, Said it was great. a bit of a bit of a scene, bit of a yeah. green scene. Um, is John O'Shree all right, by the way? With his house <laughs> I haven't phone? heard from him. <laughs> no, he's doing statuses. I think <laughs> oh, I saw. I think I do. As I said, I think he did do something. He's probably he's, like, he's probably worried, guys, into the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> he's been swept out. <laughs> hey, f- hey, folks, obviously not the first priority, but if anyone wants to come and get me, uh, I'm at Papua New Guinea. <laughs> um, Turns out it is more boat than house. <laughs> if you were wondering which way it swung, it's boat. It, it's definitely it boat. Some sort of in a cat-dog-esque <laughs> question, is it more cat, is it more dog? It is more boat than house. Mm. Um, so headlight but, is, so Georgia, is getting headlight some headlight is. They gave him like like a head torch. I think she meant. Oh, um, I was thinking car headlights. No, like like when you I know, and the, I, I know the Irish are drunks. When but you I and think I turned on the car headlights when we were camping and ran the battery dead. I literally thought it was like that. Okay, yeah, head, no, head like torch, that. a head torch. In now what is us, we what were is, terrified. Oh, we were absolutely shitting bricks. It was a truck rest stop. Now what is now he's smoking deck me. <laughs> <laughs> I believe she's uh, omitted not one but two words, which is on, is swiftly followed by the ah, right. smoking smoking on the deck or his deck. Uh, yeah, uh, th- these neighbours, I will point out, like, because that deck is directly next to George's room, like, just every single night till very, very late, sitting on the deck, smoking and chatting. And I don't know if you've heard the Irish chat, but they can do it. They're vigorous. For a they while. could they could chat for Ireland if it was a sport. Uh, but Hen, mm. I think that's just about all of the wonderful messages we received. Um, but a few people were kind enough to reach out uh, with voice memos of their stories. But before we get to that, uh, you have a text from. No, I read that. Oh, is that the anonymous? 
Yeah, that was anonymous. Sorry. Ah, okay. I was about to, uh, I didn't, about to yeah, say their name. Good. So, good Very good. Didn't uh, realise it was anonymous until I uh, yeah, read it properly. Yeah. Right, wonderful. Um, but few people want to reach out and tell their stories in their own words. So now, uh, wonderful and Pakistanis, you're going to hear live from Liam and from Joy, if I'm correct. Uh, I, I believe so. Now, we should point out with Liam's, uh, mm. I, I actually saw, because Liam was doing a lot of basically rescuing. He was literally tinny around to houses rescuing every people like, like if there's a quiet uh you know quiet mvp he's done a phenomenal job yeah um so he was just like really incredibly going around and i actually messaged him and said mate do you mind just recording something for us to hear yeah. uh now he now he said through 21 minutes yeah, 21 minutes and i have to be honest I haven't had the time to sift through it. So we will no. do that post-recording and then we will, you will hear... Sort uh, of a highlights package. And I will say, if you want to hear the whole thing, if you want to hear all 21 minutes, just get in contact with us and we'll send you the whole thing um, yep. via email because Liam's an absolute legend and has been doing his bit, as so many of you have. All right, let's have a listen to some of the Unpakistanis. Henry and Joe, it's Joy here. Um, you know how much I love a severe weather event and how much I um, like to have a sticky beak. Uh, the rain had subsided a bit on Saturday, so my housemates Hamish and Will and I went over to the river and um, we're near the Sydney Street Ferry Terminal and uh, the start of the river walk and just um, admiring the pace of the flotsam and jetsam whizzing on by. Um, the rain started to pick up a bit again, so we decided to go home. And who did we see on our way home but Harry Raval Lee. He's no stranger to the show. Both of you boys have been on his radio show. I'm pretty sure he's been on your radio show, and maybe you want to interview him after this um, particular segment. But we saw him um, under a very uh, flimsy-looking Ipswich City Council umbrella, wearing a button-up striped shirt and a um, very crisp-looking white pants. And we said, Harry, where are you off to? You're going to go have a look at the river like, like, like we've been. And he said, no, I'm just going to walk back to my car. It's um, at the QA Hotel. Um, and I said, Harry, you know, that's a half, half hour walk away and the Coles is pretty much flooded over. You know, where have you been living? Under, a, under an umbrella? Obviously not because he um, didn't seem very uh, fussed about the, the extreme weather event. Um, and he said, oh, no, nah, it's just a, you know, I'll just walk, I'll get a coffee. And I said, oh, look, a lot of coffee shops I reckon will probably be closed. Why don't I just drive you to your car? I'm a five-minute walk away. And so we took him in. Um, we offered him a towel, a hot cup of coffee, um, a first bit of charity for this, uh, you know, first bit of work as part of the Mud Army was taking um, a Muddy Harry in. And, um, you know, he was very grateful and we decided when I was driving uh, over to the QA Hotel um, with the boys in the back to uh, have a little look along the river and um, just have a bit of an admire. And as Harry called it, it's a bit of flood tourism. And we stopped near the Tenerife Ferry Terminal and um, just having a, having a laugh at all the flood tourists and making some sly comments about the New Farm Community Group, which is an excellent community page. I'd urge you to join it, but only if you're in the New Farm Community. No outsiders allowed. Um, and, and he was just making some comments. And this bloke, maybe like 22, 23 years old, relatively young, just having a look, you know, solo, a solo uh, gays. Um, I didn't have many mates with him, but he uh, started to have a chat with Harry and um, 
Harry was talking to him about, you know, how, how high do you think the water's going to get all of that? And, you know, we're, we're all very aghast and maybe overreacting a little bit to the rains. And this bloke says to us, um, guys, it's, it's like you've never seen a, it's like you've never seen a flood before. Um, to which we were all just dead silent. I don't know if it was a joke or not. Anyway, um, Harry kept on sort of grilling this guy in his interview style format of speech. If you know Harry, you'll know what I mean. Uh, And this bloke eventually just walks off and doesn't want to engage. And Harry just turns to us and says, geez, didn't know we were uh, talking to the most serious man in New Farm. And we all laughed. And then we um, drove Harry to his car and he was very grateful. And I'm glad that we could do that for, for a friend you know, just offer offer a ride. But it's all been very shocking. I'm very sad to see Brisbane in, in this state yet again, um, even though I wasn't here for 2011. But, you know, it's good to see a severe weather event. Um, but also keen to help out however I can if anyone needs a hand cleaning up this weekend. Happy to offer my services. That's my little story. Thanks, all. Hello, Henry and Joe. My name is Liam. And I thought I would share three stories about the floods. Um, but well, I'll, I'll start. I'll start sharing the, the first story. But I suppose I should provide some context. So obviously, there were huge flooding events on Sunday morning in Brisbane, and I live in Fairfield, where the flooding was quite severe. There, there were homes near us where the roof. The roof of the home was underwater. And there were many, many homes where, say, the water was up to shoulder level. Everything's fucked. Like, you you almost need to build a new home if your, your, your home's built from, you know, plantation pine studs or something like this. So the damage is severe. And uh, my brother and I, we woke up on Sunday and we thought we would launch our... We have a small tinny with a small outboard motor... We thought we would launch the tinny and cruise through Fairfield to see whether anybody needed help. And almost immediately, people cried out for help. We, we only motored 100 metres down our street, which was submerged, and already at that point, people were crying out for help. And I think, I think, I think this time around, compared to 2011, there was far less warning about how high the floodwaters would rise. And many people went to bed on Saturday evening thinking that they would be fine. And then on Sunday, they woke up and they're like, oh, shit, our house is totally flooded. So we were, we were puttering along Fairfield Road, which is, which is the main road. And we see in the distance a woman um, paddling a longboard through the sewage-infected floodwaters. No doubt there were sharks too. And she's paddling along in a very nonchalant way. And she's wearing a bikini with like a sun safe rash vest over the top. She's got zinc on her lips and um, on her nose too. And she just looks like a mum from Noosa. No different. And as we get closer and closer, we see that um, in in the space, in, in the part of the longboard that's in front of her, in front of her head, she has propped up on the surfboard. Um, a box of children's toys, which was quite a sight to see. Like in Fairfield, Brisbane, a woman paddling, perhaps like to save her own life, um, 
but despite the severity of the situation, she had gone to the effort of putting all of her children's toys into a box and paddling them um, to safety. And I thought, that's, that's an image that will stay in my head for a long time. And I do hope that the children will appreciate their toys, but they probably won't. They probably will prefer to play on their iPad or something like this. Physical toys are not so popular any, any longer. But anyway, we approached this woman and we said, do you need any help? You, this does not look like a good situation. And she kind of responded with, a, with like, her expression had a hint of contempt. And I think in her mind, she was like, what do you mean? Why would I need help? I'm totally fine. The situation is under control. Don't pity me. I'm just an Aussie woman going for a surf. And it just so happens, incidentally, that the surf that I'm surfing to save myself from floodwaters and also save my children's toys. Um, but certainly it was quite surprising um, to go to help somebody, but for them to refuse your assistance because in their mind, there's nothing dangerous about surfing through water that firstly, there is a sewage plant just upstream from Fairfield. So the water had sewage in it. And also there are sharks and submerged things and drains that could suck you down. But to this woman, it was totally fine and she did not want our help. And so a few moments passed and then someone yells from a house nearby and it transpires that the person yelling was this woman's husband. And so we can't hear what he's saying because of the sound of the motor. So we decide to, to, to drive closer. And as we approach, uh, I'll just describe his home. His home, his home was, he lived in a two-story house the ground floor was totally submerged. And then the, the second floor, the water was up to this man's knees. Um, and so as we, as we float towards the home and switch off the motor so that we can hear what he's yelling at us, it so happens that rather than yelling for help or assistance, um, he's yelling at us, do you boys want some hot breakfast? And we were like, what? We did not expect to be offered hot breakfast by a man whose house is about to be totally inundated by sewage-infested floodwaters. And then we drift even, even closer to his home and we look through his lounge room window and there in the lounge room is this man, big bloke, in his little board shorts. There's water up to his knees and he's there at his Weber barbecue cooking a hot breakfast for his family. And I thought, what the fuck? This, this bloke, his house is about to be totally submerged by water, perhaps. All of his possessions are about to be saturated with sewage-infected flood water. He's got his wife paddling through this sewage-infected flood water. And in this man's head, his priority is not to save his things or save himself. His priority is to cook a hot breakfast. And I thought that was fantastic. And I thought, how generous that he would offer us some of his hot breakfast. And so we, we, we stayed with him for a while and chatted and he finished his hot breakfast and he decided to like transfer the hot breakfast from the Weber barbecue into a pot. And the, 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 the pot was quite hot. Um, and his idea was that he would give the hot pot full of hot breakfast to his wife so his wife could rest the pot on her surfboard and paddle the pot of hot breakfast 
across the floodwaters so that it would be, or so that it could be delivered to their children so that their children could have breakfast, um, which was very generous. But I thought, you know, not very safe to be paddling a surfboard with a boiling hot pot of hot breakfast right near your face. Um, so I suggested that we take the hot breakfast across the floodwaters in the tinny. And he thought, oh, that's a pretty good idea. So we, we stowed the hot breakfast aboard the boat. And then the man has a moment where he kind of looks around the house and we ask him, is there anything valuable we want, you want us to take? What do you want us to rescue from your house that is about to be flooded? And he said, well, he thought about it for quite some time. And he said, could you take my Weber barbecue, mate? And I said, yeah, sure. You know, is there anything else we can take? And he said, nah, mate, just the Weber barbecue. Well, it's a city on a river and don't you ever forget it, kid. And that's all from us, uh, Brisbane. Thanks for listening in to our flood special. Um, if you've got anything more you want to say about the floods, reach out. But next week, hopefully we'll be back to normal programming. Uh, more thunderstorms predicted for this weekend, so we'll see how that goes. But everyone, above all else, stay safe, stay dry, look after each other. Um, and, you know... Also, um, by virtue better. of listening... Yeah, it gets better. And, and by virtue of listening to this... I don't think, you know, you've managed to listen to a podcast. I don't think you need us to tell you where you can donate, like to the Salvos and the Red yeah, Cross yeah. and the, the numerous, mm. the numerous mm. organisations that mm. you but can. But if you want to donate to us, buy a ticket to the Brisbane Spectacular. <laughs> if, you, if you want to donate to us, you're also welcome to do that. Uh, but yeah, make, make, give if you can. Um, obviously, keep in mind that. There, are, everyone is affected in some way, uh, whether it's a friend or a family. So, you know, I, I don't be judgy of someone who's struggling, even just because their house might not have been as bad off as other people. I think, you know, the whole city. I think it's what makes Brisbane great. It's the reason we do this show is everyone comes together and gets real damn Brisbane about it and helps each other out. On that, Joe. Sorry, quickly before we go, have you been to McDonald's since it started? Uh, not at all. I just had a memory of the 2011 floods when. Dad and I went and got a generator for our friends from Boona. And on the way oh, back, yeah. we went to the Yamanto McDonald's. And God, that was a, a great little Brisbane or out of Brisbane, Ipswich even moment where because of the floods, all the food supplies hadn't been able to get to the, uh, the McDonald's. So they were literally the McDonald's staff cutting up potatoes by hand. Holy shit. Full potatoes, to skinning them, putting them in the deep fryer. And so the fries were just like, chunky sort of oh, unevenly like Fucking roughly awesome. cut potatoes are uh, the big mac was served on to, like wonder white bread so and they put <laughs> all the all the burgers were on wonder white bread with the sort like they were just doing what they could so even mcdonald's was uh, was stepping up in 2011 so uh, if let us know if that's something any of the mcdonald's have done all right, right. Um, but stay safe, guys. Hopefully this was a smile um, for anyone who is doing it tough and hearing some of the stories of how Brisbane was coming together. I think I love this city all the time. And even though I'm there, not there right now, I love it even more seeing how much everyone comes together and lends a hand when, when shit gets real. Too right. Stay safe and uh, we'll see you next week. See you next week, guys. Enjoy it. <laughs>